The following program has been brought to you by Is This a Zombie, a 13-episode complete series available on DVD December 4th from Funimation Entertainment. This podcast is part of the A3K Network. For more information, visit www.anime3000.com. Warning. The views and opinions expressed by this producer are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by Anime 3000, its producers, partners, or affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah! Drink not in this land of decay. So the madness is a problem. The world is over. It's a problem. And I love it. We can do this the simple way. I prefer to keep it complicated. No dreams and no hope. They've been terminated. Main focus on attacks and movement. Streets are dominated by pollution and mutants. Bitches, it's another crack-a-lacking episode of The Other Side. Ah, motherfuckers, and motherfucking Cody motherfucking buyer. And I'm bitchin' Max Waiter. Pimps, pe- players, and pain players get started with the show. But what are we gonna talk about? We gotta talk about something that's gonna be... It's not fly at all. It's not dope. It's none of those things. Why, motherfuckers, this shit that we're talking about right here is the crappiest motherfucking thing we've ever seen on the internet. Yeah, and it I doesn't can... look pimping at all. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> anyway, if, by the way, if no one got what we were referencing there, uh, you suck. You're, you're a crappy person and we're better than you. If you don't, and you, if you, if you may, it may seem mean, but if you knew how awesome the thing we were referencing was, you would understand exactly what we. Yeah. Why also, I the first it. one who draws Yari fan out of us gets a baseball bat to the face. Just saying. Yes, a baseball bat with a bunch of spiked nails in it. You see, I'm keeping the reference going. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, motherfuckers, today we are discussing something special. It's it's not really having to do with anime, but sometimes we at the other side discuss fandom related things. This is one of the stupidest, hands-down stupidest things the internet has ever brought us. And that's saying something. Yes, it is. This is so dumb, so mind-meltingly stupid, that it puts some of the worst animes we've discussed on the other side to shame. Yeah, it doesn't make them any better, though. So, for all you fanboys holding your breath, sorry. Yeah, no, no, those other things still suck. It's just that you find out that the rabbit hole goes deeper, and this is deeper. This is so damn stupid. Imagine if you will. Now, now you may, folks may have noticed that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic has just taken the fuck off inexplicably. Because let's be honest with ourselves, adults listening, there's no reason for it. The show ain't that good. But for some reason, well, I know why, and it's sad, but I'm not going to get into it. For some reason, that show took the fuck off, and it developed the worst fandom ever. We've discussed this in the fandom face-off. Bronies, worst people in nerddom, period. But then what happened is one particular brony, well, it was a female, still brony, because, you know, brony at heart, still as much of a dipshit, and also a furry. Yeah, apparently uh, they call this Pegasisters. Yeah, whatever. It's, I'm not even going to say that's so stupid making me want to hurl. But this, this, this individual, who up until now had, had primarily done drawn furry S&M porn, uh, which is, a uh, you know. Yeah, and torture in, porn. Yeah, yes, torture porn, that's right. More than just S&M. Uh, and that, this is a real good indicator of where we're going here. Uh, hmm. decided to write a story 
What is this story, you ask? It is one of those what you call crossover fan fictions. You gotta love them because there's an extra bit of stupid there. It's more, it's it's goofy enough that you're doing fan fiction. Yeah, that should be a warning sign in itself. But when you when you actually think it's a good idea to combine two franchises and and it, nothing goes filters through your head that that's stupid. That that your your dignity doesn't kick in and tell you to stop when you know that's a very bad sign. Yeah. It's a crossover fan fiction. And what is it crossing over? You might be inquiring to us. Well, this stupidest thing we've ever seen, or one of them anyway, crosses over My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and Fallout. Fallout. First one, I think of cartoon horses, I think of radiation. Yeah, when I think of bright pastel friendship, oh, you guys, giggle, giggle, I think of... War. War never changes. Yeah. And of course, despair, irradiated cities, super mutants, shoving a pipe up your ass. Yeah, totally makes perfect sense. See, the thing is, bronies have this thing where they don't understand, for for as obsessed as they are of the show, they don't understand, like, what it's about. And I don't just mean about friendship. I mean, when you do fan fiction. At the very least, you should at least know what kind of story you're working with, where you're, you know, what's appropriate, what the feel of the source material is. You know, what I mean? uh, a one, a friend of ours who has a blog where he basically uh, tears apart various elements of Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction because he's a fan of the games. Uh, brought up, for instance, if you're going to do a Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction, Sonic the Hedgehog is not about uh, rape or the dark implications of the psyche of the characters, or uh, Dawson's Creek-style relationships and love triangles. No. It's sad that someone actually has to say this. Yeah, I know. It's about a hedgehog who runs really fast. Uh, Are there a colorful cast of characters? Yes. Could they get in all kinds of misadventures? Also, yes. I mean, look at the fucking Archie comics. They take that about as far as you can go with Sonic before it gets stupid. And they basically push it about to the very limit. You don't. That's that should be the litmus test. You don't go any more dramatic, uh, more explicit on anything than what the Archie comics do. And that that you that's just general thing. You gotta you gotta kind of know what you're working with and where to go and where not to go and what's appropriate for the source material because otherwise you're just sort of taking a dump on it. You're not making a story about the characters. You're taking a dump on it. Yeah. And of course, the Bronies have absolutely no fucking idea what they're actually doing. Because after all, if you're capable, as we've seen on TV Drops, if you're capable of thinking of My Little Pony as this actually deep and subtle exploration of psychological horror with incredibly horrifying scenes that makes Silent Hill looks like the Care Bears, if you're delusional enough for that, or delusional enough to think that it has good writing, then you're also delusional enough to think you can do like a super dark crossover between... Fallout and My Little Pony and pull it off. Yeah, because you see, what I was getting to is that bronies don't seem to understand. For, again, for as, they're so obsessed with the show, and yet they don't get that it's a lighthearted thing about happy horses and friendship. And they make it a conduit for themselves because we're talking social outcasts among social outcasts. I mean, you literally can't get more socially inept than them. I mean, I'm not even, that's not even a joke. That's not even abusing the term literally like apparently people are doing. I didn't know that was a thing, but whatever. You cannot. You cannot. That is the rock bottom. There is no further down than what the bronies are. 
I mean, you just, um, unless you're – no, there's one level below them, and that's vegetable. That's Terry Shivo. It's the only way you can get more socially inept than them. Or Christian. No way he is the king of the bronies, sorry. Yeah, like he's the, the OG brony. He is the queen brony. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that – I mean, that's rock bottom. That's it. So you have these people that have basically latched onto the show and, and sort of use it to compensate for everything very, very wrong in their lives. So these characters are conduits in one way or another. Either they are an ex- – they, like – live through these characters or these characters serve as fantasy girlfriends or fantasy companions. So they, they don't get the show. They just, uh, they, ex- they, I don't want to say express themselves because it's more than that. They go, they put themselves through. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm at a loss for words here. But the, yeah, they put themselves into it in one way or another. Kind of like self-insert fan fiction. Yeah, except a little worse. Uh, but this, in this case, we have a person that did not, again, like, like all bronies, didn't get what My Little Pony's about. So it decides to make a post-apocalyptic setting, play it totally straight, connect it with the original show as if, if, if you can stomach it, go watch an episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And first of all, pray to God you find an episode that doesn't have a musical number. <laughs> uh, if you end up stumbling on one of those, I am so, so sorry. But just watch an episode, or at least five minutes of it. Then think to yourself, someone thought it would be feasible for this to evolve into a state of nuclear warfare. Oh, I'm sorry, not nuclear. They use mega spells, yeah. which I swear to God sounds like something like a, a kid makes up for D&D, like his D&D campaign. Yeah. Hey, no, it's not just a spell. It's a mega spell. Yeah. For extra laughs, go watch that one episode with the zebra about racial intolerance, and, well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, can I just go on a tangent and say I always liked how that in an episode that was supposed to teach about racial tolerance, there were so many unfortunate implications in that episode. The zebra yeah, was obviously black, spoke yeah. in rhyme, dressed in African uh, little jewelry thingies. And, yeah, and like, had these neck rings. Yeah, and fucking did a tribal African chant to, what was it, mix a concoction or some shit? Yeah, she mixes like, potions. And yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my, please tell me she doesn't throw a spear at anybody. Ow. It's, it's <laughs> sort of like a pony minstrel show, if you wish. It's like <laughs> that, they're trying to relate to black people, and they're trying to, trying to make everyone look, they're, they're not scary, they're nice and funny people, but they're kind of fucking it up. That's like trying to a cartoon, like trying to do. Uh, oh no, you know what that's like? That's like back in the '90s, you know, the Disney Afternoon era with the, all the anthropomorphic characters. If they did an episode about racial intolerance, but the race that that was everybody hated and you were supposed to learn to like were monkeys. <laughs> they came to town like I don't know why all these folks are so scared of me. I was just coming to be friendly and make some friends. Someone say cotton. <laughs> I will oh. play some music for y'all. Watermelon? <laughs> oh boy, is that a watermelon stand? I love me some watermelon. And you want to have some fried here, chicken? Great. Hey, it goes great with this here grape drink. <laughs> it's like, duh. It's like, yeah, but it's teaching to be tolerant. Duh. Yeah. 
Ouch. And Pinkie Pie actually has a song number in that episode about how scary the zebra is and how she will <laughs> eat you or some shit. Lock your doors when they walk by. Uh, evil witch, black people. <laughs> when I see a zebra, I walk on the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> so it was weird when the zebra frowned and tilted her head up to say hi. <laughs> We're having fun, folks. Oh, massa. Anyway. Yeah. But but if I may, I want to read something. First of all, which I have to get out of the way, there's a Fallout Equestria wiki, which is a, as the name implies, a wiki designed by the fans of this abomination. Uh, to yeah, this doc- thing is huge. Yes. I, should, I should tell you people, this thing has a huge following. There are fan fictions of this fan fiction. Yeah. There's almost so- there's 661 pages on this wiki. Too bad there's not five more, otherwise we could have made a wonderful joke, but... It would have been appropriate. Yeah, very appropriate. But uh, in the in the wiki itself, which has like over 100,000 edits or whatever, and billions of pages, and pages and pages upon explanations of this fanfic and the fanfics that spawned of it, which we'll get into later, it says here, and I read... Fallout Equestria is a crossover fanfiction between My Little Pony is Friendship's Magic and the Fallout video game series, and was written by KCAT. First published in April 2011, completed on Christmas on that year, it spans 45 uh, chapters and contains over 600, uh, 620,000 words, making Fallout Equestria one of the longest self-published works of derivative fiction in existence. Derivative fiction? Yeah, allow me to interject here for a second and explain just so our our hearers can get some perspective on how much 620,000 words actually is. For comparison's sake, Lord of the Rings, all four novels, has about 400,000 words. Um, the Brothers Karamazov, which has, in my edition, has like over 1,000 pages, it has over almost 300,000 words. And War and Peace, the archetypical long novel, has a few words less than all of Fallout Equestria. It has like 590,000 or something. Yeah, it. well the thing is, each chapter of Fallout Equestria is long as balls. And like, I'm, pre- as I'm pretty sure KK... Yeah, I'm pretty sure KCAT doesn't really have much of a story plan when she writes this. I'm pretty sure she's just... Going off into her little fantasy. That's like that why I reason I think a lot of fan fiction uh, is can get super long because they're not really writing a story. They're just uh, going off in their own little fantasy land and writing it down as they go. Yeah. Oh, and here the last paragraph. This is the best one. It has become one of the most critically well-received derivative works in the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic community and has a substantial cult following that has produced thousands of new works of art, literature, and music dedicated to this fan series. You may laugh now. Yeah, you're fucking fan art, fan fiction, and music! I also like that it says here, inspiration. This story draws inspiration from both Fallout and My Little Pony. And <laughs> inspiration. Several, yeah, and several other series, for instance, Soul Jars appear to be very similar to Horcruxes from Harry Potter. And other things were inspired from the Babylon 5. Of course, this is what you might notice if you're familiar with fanfiction at all. If a fanfiction author says they were inspired by something, then what they actually mean is, this is what I ripped off. Yeah, 
And, I mean, like, I just love that term derivative fiction. Just say fan fiction. They don't want to fucking admit that this is all over someone's goddamn fan fiction. Yeah, I prefer intellectual property theft, actually. <laughs> I, wouldn't no- I, mean, I wouldn't normally say this because fan fiction is itself most of the time non-profit, unless it's Fifty Shades of Grey, in which case I don't know why her dumbass wasn't sued yet. She uh, changed but, the names. That's yeah. <laughs> but Fallout Equestria... Um, actually has uh, had a, again, technically non-profit, but still it's in- incredibly uh, problematic, I think. It had a actual books printed uh, on demand, basically. Yeah, these the, uh, these fans are... And apparently someone uh, sent some copies to the voice actress that plays Rarity. I still hate that I know the pony's name. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, the voice actress that plays Rarity. But you know what? Let's let us remember Tabitha St. Germain, not for Rarity. But for fucking Roberta from Black Lagoon. So, yeah, they sent copies of this thing to Roberta's voice actress. And I hope she looks at – I hope she reads it or whatever. I hope she just – A, gets disgusted, and B, starts reporting shit. Yeah, and then kills them all with an umbrella. (laughs) I mean, where is Hasbro on this shit? Hasbronis. Yeah, I mean, I know you, you, you know where, I mean, I can't fault you for knowing where your bread is buttered and exploiting the bronies. I would too. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. But there comes a point where you have to protect your intellectual property, people. I mean, get in the game. <laughs> uh, but, oh my god, like, this thing, okay, let, let, let's just start from where, like, if you, you want to talk about, like, the, like, the content of this thing. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. That's usually the best place to start. Yeah. It's about some fucking pony bitch that's a lesbian, of course, because all ponies are lesbians in fan fiction. Yeah, after all, there's no males, basically, in My Little Pony. Well, there are, but there's so many girls, it's just, exactly. you know, who are you going to pair who with? You going to pair everybody with Big Macintosh? Yeah, you got to make everyone a lesbian. Or make, yeah. like, harem animation. Plus, lesbians are hot. Yeah, yeah, horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but, so there's a lesbian, and she's in one of the, they're, they're called, instead of vaults, they're stables. Yeah, see, like, this is one of the things that this fanfiction does, uh, just real quick. This is, uh, you know, taking things from Fallout, and just changing the words slightly in order to make it a horse pun, and I use pun in the loosest possible sense here. Yeah. It's so like, for example, uh, a mainframe, i.e. the thing on your computer, has become a main frame <laughs> and uh the pip boy is now a pip buck yeah and it has a uh, i don't remember what it was called in fallout but now it's called eyes forward sparkle oh yeah the uh, yeah and like and just anyway you got this bitch her name's little pip but I mean, folks in the Project After community who have made like a, a riff of this uh, this fan fiction a massive project started by yours truly. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, we've come up with a million nicknames for her. I think Lol Pip is the most prevalent. Yeah, which was started by Tiger Eyes, or my nickname, which I use, is Lolly Pip. Yeah, um, Lol Pip basically. Uh, has a thing, like there's some drama in her stable, and she's got a lesbian crush on this singer who is, we, we will call Not Rarity. Yeah, who is this snooty bitch who I'm surprised isn't French. Yeah, and, 
you, you gotta go look for her, but you're not supposed to leave the stable, but she disobeys and goes look, and oh my god, what's the outside world? I'm confused. Yeah, this, this is where it immediately gets funny. Like, she gets outside, looks at the sky, thereby, therefore seeing the sky for the first time in her life, and pukes. <laughs> like, what sky? <laughs> I mean, I can imagine being like, what the hell? This goes on forever. I'm not used to that. But, hey, look, there's clouds. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then it gets even better. It's um, like she hears, she hears the song on a clear day. You can see forever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then she starts wandering around looking for this bitch Velvet Remedy, as he's called, who is totally she, not she, Velvet. She hears B.O.B.'s I'll be in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That song is awesome. Uh, who is uh, totally not rarity because she is black, obviously. Um, and I don't mean zebra black, I mean actual black. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she wanders around and then she finds these radar guys. In case you're not familiar with Fallout, raiders are basically like psychopathic scavengers, pretty much. They're they're pretty much mentally almost completely gone. They're they're sadists and they will kill you or rape you and take all your stuff when you encounter them. So she sees that there's a campfire and approaches this, and these people haven't noticed her yet. She sees someone being in shackles, and then she sees these other guys, and raiders have, like, this armor with spikes on it and tires and whatever. Big Mad Max. Yeah, and they're stained with blood, and they have cutie marks. (laughs) Yeah, they have actually kept the cutie marks here, and they have cutie marks of, like, skulls and knives and whatever. And, and she's like, "This is real, folks. We're, this isn't a parody or a joke. <laughs> yeah. This is this is all played for drama. This is supposed to be taken seriously, yes." Um, and sh- then she decides, hmm, "I'm gonna approach these guys," and they immediately, of course, take her prisoner so that she can be sold as a slave. But uh, long story short, she manages to escape. Then she finds that velvet remedy bitch, uh, and then they wander around through the wasteland together, and then they meet this. Pegasus piece of crap called Calamity, who is basically like every hillbilly stereotype ever, and Eat flies around in the sky Danny. and shoots shit. Um, yeah. In case you're wondering, by the way, you may have asked yourself already how the fuck are ponies supposed to shoot shit when they don't have any hands? After all, guns are designed for humans. Well, the answer to that is twofold. As for small firearms and shit, these things have mouth grips, and the ponies are basically shooting them with their tongue or by biting down on them, apparently. That's how handguns are fired. If you're not a unicorn, in other words, you have to take that thing in your mouth. Um, as for heavy weapons, there's these things called battle saddles. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a saddle with a heavy gun on it, and you have to pull, basically... The uh, another thing with your teeth and then it fires, which is actually a really retarded design because it basically means the entire recoil is going to your neck. <laughs> and, and and the thing with yeah the thing with the the stuff that goes in your mouth it's still like human hand guns just with a mouth grip. Yeah. Why why would it even look like a gun that was originally made for human hands just with a attachment for pony? If yeah. ponies made guns, by the way, think about that. My Little Pony Ponies, they made guns. Uh-huh. If ponies made guns, they would make guns for ponies, not guns for human hands, then altered for ponies. Yeah, and some of these guns aren't even altered for ponies. They are literally, like, for humans, basically, like human grip, trigger, everything. 
So like, like did 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 Kay Kunt not understand the logic of that? Did did they did she not think any farther? Or was she too busy trying to hurry up the chapter so she can draw her next picture of two anthropomorphic people tying each other and pouring candle wax on their dicks? <laughs> I assume the logic was it's magic. I ain't got to explain shit. Yeah, I mean. Or in this case, ponies. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, it, assuming if thought could be put into this, you know. She, she wouldn't be making a My Little Pony and Fallout crossover to begin with. Yeah. I mean, this this thing is so full of holes by its very concept alone. Like, apparently, the character Fluttershy, who, when you, where is basically this demure American Moe character. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm a friend to the animals in the forest, and I... Unless I, she gets a, becomes a psychopath suddenly. Yeah, well, yeah, and fucking, she makes nukes and shit, and she's the one that made nukes, and... Yeah. Just process I, that for a second. Fluttershy made nukes. <laughs> that, well, actually, what happened was stupider than that. You see, Fluttershy wanted to basically stop the war from going on. So in order to do this, she created mega spells. There's that word again. She basically created gigantic spells which would be dropped on the battlefield and which would basically heal everyone, thereby making battles pretty much pointless because they have to be refought. So, after developing this technology, she gives it to both sides. Like, she also gives it to the zebras and thinks, yeah, nobody can, no, no, nobody can fight themselves anymore and we have to stop with this war. But no, what the zebras actually do is they reverse engineer this thing because it apparently has a lot of energy or whatever, and they create the pony pink magic equivalent of atom bombs out of it and nuke fucking everything. <laughs> so good job, Fluttershy, you retarded asshole. <laughs> I mean, just okay. Now I don't like this show, but even I can fucking step back and say, wait a minute, when the fuck did Fluttershy learn magic? Wasn't the whole fucking thing like the ones with the horn, the unicorns? They're the ones that do magic shit. Wasn't the whole fucking thing where the purple one, Twilight Sparkle? <sighs> I fucking know. Yes. By the way, apparently the zebras have magic too. They have. They are capable of turning themselves invisible through. <laughs> Fetishes. Yeah, black people shit. <laughs> wait, wait, I missed that part. Fetishes? Invisible? Yeah. What? Fetishes not in the sense of sexual, but fetishes in the sense of like these dolls and, you know, voodoo type shit. Oh, yeah, of course, they have voodoo like, dolls. Be- because we, we gotta make this fanfic even more racist than My Little Pony originally was. And this is, this is to the point where it also gets pretty hilarious, because after all, as, as half-hazard that attempt was in that show... They were trying to basically make a lesson on racial tolerance. It's like, you shouldn't judge people by their looks, they're actually nice, blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. But in Fallout Equestria, everyone is fucking racist against zebras, and that's what caused the war in the first place. So, if only they had watched the episode of the fucking source material. Yeah. Yeah, oh, zebras scum. Like, they're all like that. <laughs> Yeah, die, you dirty stripers! Uh, they they actually have... Oh my god, I can't believe I, I remembered that or that she actually wrote this. But one of these ponies, like in, in one flashback in these so-called memory orbs, one of these ponies screamed, and I quote here, better wiped than striped. Oh my god. Oh, this, and bronies love this shit. Yeah. Which, for those of us not up on the history material, is basically a reference to better red than uh, better dead than red. Yeah. 
mean, it's just, zebra. It's just, they're, they're not even, they're not only black people, they're also apparently communists or something. <laughs> <laughs> even though ponies technically are that too. Wait a minute, they're black and communist? It's an army of Barack Obamas! <laughs> no wonder they brought the world to destruction! Yeah, they, they with that weird black people magic. <laughs> Got that voodoo or anything. <laughs> it's gonna get, get you if you don't look and go, what's back gonna I'm enough. gonna write this fan fiction. I'm gonna go beat off to some torture porn. Yeah. I like to watch Saw with my pants off. Yeah. Well, that's actually a My Little Pony fan fiction where, like, the God of the Old Testament punishes everybody for attacking humans. <laughs> oh, my little. I'm not making that up, people. I I couldn't make that up. If I could make that up, I'd be like a famous writer or some shit. Yo, that's why y'all gotta subscribe to Fim Fiction Text on Twitter, cause that's where the funny shit is. <laughs> oh, it is just, it's just excerpts and bits from fucking My Little Pony fanfiction, and it's endlessly funny. Oh, oh my yeah. god. But, but, but yeah, this piece of shit. I mean, that, I, uh, this thing just goes no, I don't even know what the plot is for like 90% of it. It's just fucking Lol Pip and Velvet Remini's quote-unquote excellent adventures. Yeah, they, they pretty much jerk around the entire time and uh, and then Lil Pip gets addicted to uh, drugs. <laughs> or as they call them, party pony. time mentals. Yeah. Uh, My little pony. <laughs> <laughs> I need drugs. <laughs> oh. Vomit strubation. Oh, yeah. That's... The vomit strubation scene. This is like how fucking classy... <laughs> This thing is. This is one of my favorite parts because it's just oh, so no, like yeah. this is. This is basically. I think it sums up the kind of garbage all yeah. that is in one short scene. Yeah. What What happened is, uh, Lolpit was Lolpit was basically sick, and she was in the basically detoxing. I think. Yeah, pretty much. And she was in in bed. And I was like, oh god, I feel so sick. And then Velvet Remedy, her lesbian crush, basically lies down next to her and is sleeping. And then uh, Lord Pip is like, oh, I'm so sick, but I'm also getting horny because she's lying next to me. But she wasn't lying next to you. She rests her head on her. And that's like, yeah, oh, I right. feel warmth and weight of her head. Oh. Yeah, and then, then she starts masturbating, or as it's called, they're clopping. Uh, by the way, quick question. How the fuck do you masturbate with hooves? <laughs> uh, but regardless, so she starts masturbating. Don't bring logic in here, you're ruining the fantasy. <laughs> uh, so she starts masturbating, then she starts uh, fantasizing about different ponies, like uh, first she tries Pinkie Pie, but she was too old, uh, and then she then she tries Rarity, but then she notices that Rarity is the like, distant ancestor of Velvet Remedy. <laughs> There's like shit, and then while she's masturbating, she pukes everywhere. Yeah, it's like, like, slick, 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 boom, boom, projectile vomits all over the fucking wall. <laughs> so hot. I was like, classy! Treatment <laughs> a classy! Dudley approves! <laughs> it's like if cold meant wasn't a joke. Classy! <laughs> classy! <laughs> oh my god, it's, 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 like that one scene, I was like, it's, that's full of questions. In a nutshell, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> slick, slick, slick. <laughs> wait, 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 is that someone playing some music in the other room? Lucy in the sky with... Oh, shit! <laughs> it's gonna be like a running gag in my head whenever someone just mentions the sky. 
there's a new James Bond movie coming out. Oh, I love James Bond movie. What's it called? Skyfall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Drax, yeah. See, Mentals, for those of you who are not familiar with Fall, is, is basically like some sort of drug which increases your mental capacity for a short amount of time, like makes you smarter, basically. And Lol Pip is taking these every time because she's too stupid to do something or pick a lock or whatever. And then she basically becomes addicted on it and is a total wreck. And then she goes to this place called Ten Pony Tower. And this is where shit gets really retarded. Uh, first of all, there's this one guy called Monterey Jack. Uh, and he is... a character from Chickendale Rescue Rangers, I should point out. <laughs> yeah. And he is a cheese merchant. <laughs> I'll see <laughs> whom, you in hell, K-Cat. Yeah. <laughs> whom Law Pip has encountered earlier at the beginning. Like, he was the other guy who was enslaved, and he basically threatened her with a gun and wanted to take all her stuff. Now that she meets him again, she basically says, Oh, that guy tried to rob me. And he actually admits this, because as as it later turns out, he basically has like... Um, his philosophy is basically that the wasteland is a horrible place, which it is, and basically breaks you down in your morals, because you start compromising more and more and more. So his philosophy is that you basically find one thing, and you'll never compromise in that. And his thing is being honest. He is unfailingly honest. He doesn't even do lies of omission. He even is honest when it when it's to his detriment because he admits he tried to rob her and this means in that tower that he's gonna get executed. Uh, and Lol Pip is of course not like oh my god how why would he do that but it she's instead like he's just doing that to get at me that fucking asshole that's just his revenge on me. Um, <clears throat> and what makes this really hilarious is because in Ten Pony Tower we also meet Lol Pip's new girlfriend which is a complete other pony bitch who is probably the worst character in this entire fanfic called Homage. And that's saying something, because Lil' Pip herself, even though she's supposed to be the hero, is a horrible, horrible pony here. Yeah, I was going to say human being, but it's not... For the sake of speaking like a normal human being, she's a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah, I'll get Uh, into that later, because there's a lot to talk about. But but yeah, homage. Basically, she's uh, a radio DJ, pretty much, who's like, calls herself DJ Pony... Was a three Pwn as an three, e. yeah, like, yeah, like, Pwn the, three, like so. the like the meme character yeah, thing. I fucking hate such shit. But yeah, she calls herself that, and she is basically keeping it secret from everyone in the tower because <coughs> she sympathizes with ghouls, uh, who are like zombie ponies, basically who are mindless most of the time and try to eat you. Uh, I thought ghouls actually had a mind. That was a different. Yes, they now. they do, but they they all decay over time, and basically every ghoul sooner or later will become feral and basically become mindless monster that attacks everyone, which is why people hate them. Uh, but yeah, Mildred, uh, Fallout Grestia tries to paint this as you know racist shit and whatever. I mean, Fallout did that too, but it did it much better. Um. See, Homage has this uh, has this radio show where nobody in the tower may find out who she is, uh, and she has like this voice distorted to sound male, even though everyone could pretty much anyone with eyes in their head and at least two brain cells to bang together could find out that she is DJ. I won't even say the name anymore. The DJ. Yeah, that she is the DJ because she has one, her cutie mark is a speakerphone. And second of all, she is the only one who ever sees this DJ and claims she's his assistant. 
So anyone who's even remotely smart would notice, hey, wait a minute, that guy is never coming out of his uh, office tower, whatever. And she's doing all that shit for him and speaking for him and buying all that stuff for him. And she has like a speakerphone, a security mic. <sighs> I can't piece that one together. Maybe he's just like Pony Norman Bates and she's like his go-between. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- this isn't even the retarded part. The retarded part is this. Again, she is this pony whatever person and she glorifies, the first time she even heard of Lolpip, she basically glorifies her into this hero. Uh, the stable dweller, as she calls her. Uh, and she basically, every time Lolpip does something horrible or even morally questionable, there is homage there to tell everyone in the wasteland how she was totally right and is like the, basically like Superman times Batman squared. It's the hmm. most, it's so fucking heroic, she, she pretty much shits superheroes, basically. Um, <clears throat> and here's where this gets, here's the really hilarious part. You see, later in the story, it turns out there's this thing called... I forgot what it's called. But there's this thing, basically, that can purify the entire wasteland. And you need the elements of harmony to power it up. And... Um, For those who don't know, elements of harmony were like some deus ex machina thing from the show. Exactly. Like, we all have the element of some aspect of niceness. And yeah, that they gives pull us that out of their ass. And we shoot beams. It's like, oh, I was nice for one second. I must be the element of niceness. This yeah. is the logic they used in that piece of shit show. But yeah, um, this thing needs to be powered by the bearers of the elements of harmony. Thing is, so they're all dead, though they need new ones. And Law Pip is on the search for them, and she thinks one of them, which it turns out, yes, she's right about it, one of them is Velvet Remedy. Uh, no, sorry, yeah, she's kindness, but one of them is Homage. And Homage is the, now brace yourself for that, element of honesty. And she lies. Yeah. Constantly. And he, th- this is why this is so hilarious, because Monterey Jack, who is completely honest, again, not even lies of omission, he is unfailingly honest to the point where he was willing to accept his own death for it. He is supposed to be the element of corrupted honesty. Omash, however, who literally says at one point, and she really says this, that it's okay to lie as long as it's for the sake of someone else in your mind. So in other words, if you think that something might reflect badly on your girlfriend, then it's okay to lie to everyone. For example, when, when Lol Pip pointed out, aren't you, if you're going to be honest, you're going to have to point out that the stable dweller, a.k.a. me, is taking drugs pretty much. And Velvet Remedy is basically trying to... Uh, God damn it. Homage is basically trying to weasel her way out of this by basically saying that by basically trying to separate her from the from the character. Like saying, yeah, you're just a toaster repair pony, which is the amazing secret identity she used. Um, why would anyone be interested in that? It's like, you dishonest fucking bitch! How are you the owner? How can you sleep at night? Like, like, you, make, you make Goebbels blush. <laughs> you are the Reichspropaganda minister of, of K, uh, of K-Cat and of Lolpip. It's <laughs> such fucking bullshit. Like, you, and... you are the genocide of honesty. <laughs> and of course, uh, because, you know, Lolpip has now a new girlfriend, which she got in the most retarded way possible. It's like, she literally said, like, do you maybe know someone who might like me? And then Omash is like, hmm, I think I do. And, and then there I think it's me! Yeah. 
<laughs> and then it's true love forever and shit immediately. Like it, they, they like, know each other. I'm pretty sure Cake Cat has never been in a real relationship <laughs> and got her idea from relationships from fucking kindergarten. Yeah, well, given her torture you, porn, that won't make sense. Do you like me? Maybe. Yeah. So it's like so, and like like she's so desperate for companionship, she'll take it to anyone who re- reciprocates. Like that's how she writes her characters. <laughs> anyone who loves her bags automatically like the one. Yeah. So then she, uh, then they, these two come together basically, and uh, within they know each other for like five minutes, and they're already true love forever. And then someone who read Fallout of the there's like implied fate to black that they fuck each other. Uh, fortunately, it's not written. But someone who apparently really liked Fallout Equestria thought that it was a little bit lacking, and therefore he wrote a fanfiction <laughs> called A Mare Worth Fighting For, which is <laughs> basically nothing but an entire additional chapter of uh, Lol Pip getting eaten out by Velvet Remedy. Uh, goddamn homage! Getting eaten out by homage, and goddamn all these ponies start to blur together. <laughs> Getting eaten out by homage, and then they use this mechanical double dildo. Uh, yes, that actually happens to penetrate each other. And uh, then they wax on and on about the wasteland. And homage is like, oh, lol, Pip, I couldn't bear off losing you. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it's like, we just met! Like what? What after? After who? What person would after sex go? Oh my god, everything is so horrible. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that must have been some really bad sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- so that happens. And here is here's the best part. Uh, I quote from the Follow the Quest wiki. This scene is from the adulterated chapter 20.5, which is, you know, as I just explained, which is not written by K-Cat, but has been approved by her as Kanan. So she took a porno fan fiction of her fan fiction and made it canon. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I like that. This is, this is now obviously canon. Which actually kind of confuses me, because that fanfic didn't have any mutilation or wax burning or w- anything whatsoever in it. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not sure how it, K-Cat found anything worthwhile in it, but you know. Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of K-Cat... She also has her own little mini webcomic type thing in which she portrays herself as a cat and is basically like every single one of these is pretty much like talking down to someone. Like at one point she was really a huge fan of Jay Naylor because of his dismissive attitude to everyone who doesn't like his stuff. Yes, you know, his attitude was basically, Yeah, fuck you guys, you all suck cock if you don't like my stuff. Why are you even existing? Piss off, I don't need you. And she admired that. Um, and then she didn't like him anymore because he was a hardcore objectivist. And she thought that was stupid. <clears throat> and uh, in her comic, which is actually pretty amusing, like one comic she depicted herself as saying, I'm a smug, pretentious bitch. And it was obviously meant to be a joke. But <laughs> it's, I, I, it's a little Freudian honesty popping out. Yeah, a lot of true words spoken in jest, basically. <laughs> but uh, there's this one comic which is the most remarkable. There she was asked which her biggest inspirations were. Uh, and one of her biggest inspirations was apparently the one guy responsible for Bugs Bunny and all the other car- cartoon characters. Forgot his name. Um, Chuck, jo- Chuck Jones. Yes, yes, that was the name. Though he was the one... 
and the other one was Jesus. Now, John Jones and Jesus are my biggest. Yeah, but but this isn't, this isn't even the main I reason. I forgot if it was John Jones and Jesus. The best part is this isn't even the main reason why that is funny. The reason why this is really funny is because she said uh, Chuck Jones basically taught her that it's okay to have like mutilation and death and murder and whatever in cartoons because it's like fictional violence. So in other words, she's basically comparing her torture porn to like Wiley Coyote falling down a cliff. <laughs> she and, masturbates to Wiley Coyote falling down a cliff. Yeah, I mean and, let's be real here. Yeah, and then immediately in the next panel, immediately where she's talking about basically haters and whatever, she said Jesus Christ has taught her that forgiveness is like the biggest value whatsoever. It's like, I mean, how can you even? How can you even wrap your head around that double thing? It's like on one hand, yeah, I gorge myself on suffering. This is totally awesome because it's not real. That makes it okay. <laughs> and on the immediately on the other hand, yeah, forgiveness, and I forgive all my critics. And then again, and then immediately she basically shifts again because her attitude to critics can be summed up. Fuck you! You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she has this thing where like you have to have read every drop. And then even then, you have to sift through which criticism is, what, how does she put it, like worth, worth merit or something like that? Yeah, of course. Like basically, yeah. basically if, you're, if you don't like it, your criticism is actually not valid. Yeah, the only criticism that is valid is if you say you liked, uh, liked it and then you have like maybe one nitpick. Like, oh, it, it would be better if Lol Pip would have used a banana to penetrate homage instead of a cucumber, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Basically, she doesn't want criticism. She wants her ego stroked. Yeah. And then, and then the only criticism she'll accept is safe criticism because it's – no, 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 no. It's still good. It's still good. Exactly. It's, I mean, uh, I, hate, I hate to break it to you. Sorry if, I'm, uh, if I invalidate myself, but uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> It's not good at all. In fact, I mean, you have created one of the worst things a fandom has ever created. So yeah, I hope you're proud of yourself. Fucking kiss my ass. But I think, honestly, there's so much to say about this goddamn thing. But yeah. first of all, I just want to touch on that comic she does. Uh, the drawing is atrocious. Uh, her art in general is atrocious. Uh, God help her if she tries an angle. And that comic of hers is one of the reasons I do Cloud Scratcher. Because, God damn it, someone's got to do a half-decent fucking webcomic with anthropomorphic characters that, is, that, uh, bleh, that isn't like uh, – well, I can't say that isn't furry because that would imply that there are half-decent anthropomorphic comics that are furry. They're not. Someone has to do a half-decent anthropomorphic comic and also one that isn't for furries. <laughs> Because, damn it, I grew up in the 90s. These were the characters I grew up with. I grew up with the anime, animal people. Not the anime people, but the animal people. They were there when I was a wee one. And I don't appreciate y'all taking shit on. <laughs> so, like, her fucking furry shit, that's bad enough. But this, there is so many, so much, I mean... You could you could explore K Cat herself for days yeah. over this story alone because there are so many implications here. Exactly. I think I'm gonna quickly explain the end of Fallout Equestria because that's also really hilarious. <clears throat> See what happens is this. Uh Lol Pip is basically like wandering around the wasteland like for fucking ever. 
and uh, has been fighting against the Pegasus Aetius, a.k.a. the Enclave, basically, in pony form. And uh, her pip, I won't even say it, fused with her leg or something, because lol. And then she tries pretty much to go to this, uh, like, machine-type thing, which can control the weather, uh, because apparently that's the thing now. Now, like now, we don't need the Pegasi anymore. Now, now we can clear the sky and have sun and whatever. Um, and she uh, she tries to penetrate this, but only the princesses and Rainbow Dash can get through there, and she can't. So she gets Spike, like the dragon guy, to burn her to death, which is where I thought the story would end. But alas, false hope. Uh, she gets burned to death, and then she's suddenly magically reconstructed on the other side. And it turns out the computer that is controlling this entire weather-type thing actually has, like, the soul or mind or whatever of Princess Celestia in it. And then she basically joins this thing, and then she's a computer, and that's pretty much the end. And then it turns out that all of Fallout Crestia was, like, a story told by Fluttershy, because, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. Fluttershy is a tree. <laughs> and then they cure her, and then she's back. And then she, then the end is, like, she tells the entire Fallout Equestria story to some ponies. Uh, but, except that Fallout Equestria is primarily told for, in first person through the view of Lil Pip. Yeah, but we'll ignore that. <laughs> yeah, we'll ignore uh, So she tells that to them, and then when she's done, it's like, one of the ponies is like, but there's there's so many things still missing from your story. Like, what happened to Rainbow Dash? Blah, 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 blah. And this char- this chapter, the epilogue, was basically K-Cat's very subtle way of saying fuck you to everyone who said, like, yeah, you forgot to explain what happened to that, and this is a plot hole, and you didn't ex- exactly explain what happened to that character. It's like, fuck you, I can do what I want! <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the end. And, you, and you know that was contrived because the, from the beginning, this thing was from that one character's point of view. So was Fluttershy just telling it from someone else's point of view? Was someone really confused in the beginning? Like, wait, Flutter? Well, okay, was Fluttershy in this stable? Yeah. And who would listen to all that stupid bullshit until the end? <laughs> and like, was Fluttershy like who is she, who is she telling this story to? Yeah, apparently little ponies. Yeah, so like little ponies. So anyway, little Pip put her pony tongue into Omaj's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all looking with looks of whole shock. And then she started, you know, it's it's like Cartman's uh, version of the aristocrats. <laughs> so <laughs> so then the father starts puking over the baby, and then the father starts putting the baby back into the mother's vagina. And everyone's like, huh? <laughs> and then the, the 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 pony starts masturbating, and then she vomits all over the side of the wall. <laughs> and the aristocrats. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! <laughs> oh yeah, and Twilight Sparkle is the master. Yeah. The master and Twilight Sparkle and Twixie. Yeah. Also, apparent, got, apparently, got to put, got to put that character that appeared in one episode in there because everybody has a hard on for. Especially Sephisto, that fucking dipshit who runs. Uh, what was that shit side called again? Uh, Equestria Daily. Yes, that was it. Their big hub of evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, apparently, Lol that's, Pip... That's the hive yeah. of the... Apparently, the Lol hive. Pip is some sort of uh, pony fundamentalist or something, because she um, she believes in the goddesses, you know, or Celestia or whatever, as actual entities, 
like actual gods, even though it was made clear that they died and she actually mm. finds the bones of one of them. You know, and, 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 and at that point, I'm kind of wondering, like, what the fuck are they supposed to be in the context of that story? Like, they can't be gods because they've been killed. And the thing that they're supposed to be responsible for is the sun and the moon. They rise and go down without their help, which kind of contradicts the show, but disregarding that. So what are they even for? Like, what the fuck are alicorns? What the fuck is that shit? They're the master race. All uh, oh, right, yeah, literally the, the master here. race. <laughs> With racial tolerance and fallout equestria. Oh my god, yeah. And everyone hates zebras. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking black striped scum. Excuse me, I'm actually white striped. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, and speaking of which, uh, Lolp again, as we mentioned, Lolpip is so fucking fucked up as a character. I actually, um, in our mock of Fallout Questor, I actually did a post which was first meant as like a amusing little diversion where I basically listed all of the things that were morally questionable or evil that Lolpip has done. And I've basically updated this list every single chapter. And so far... And given the fact that we're only halfway through this fanfic, it's really saying something. So far, I have 27 points, points which are all objectionable, among and an even longer section on basically all the characters. Like Spike Velvet Remedy has an entire huge paragraph dedicated to her, and that's and I've only kept myself through the most egregious shit. And Homage has an has a also really big part, and. I just want to quote this quickly, uh, not to toot my own horn, but just to give everyone some perspective on how egregious um, what the shit that homage does actually is, and how fucked up it is that she's supposed to be like the incarnation of honesty. <clears throat> so here, homage. You should always tell the truth, no matter um, how much it hurts, unless it hurts someone you like, in which case feel free to lie your ass off. It's not hypocritical to call yourself an honest journalist and at the same time constantly lie to make your girlfriend look better. Lying is bad unless you'd have to give up your life in opulent luxury for being a ghoul sympathizer, in which case lie as much as you want. If you have a magical artifact that can purify water, the best idea is to keep it to yourself. It's not lying if you do it, it's telling the truth. In order to be completely honest, you have to lie. This makes you superior and more honest to someone who doesn't lie at all, including lies of omission. It is also cool to spread lies to cover up a murder. Furthermore, the fact that your fuck buddy was a drug addict and would taint her image just say nothing about it, even though you claim you are honest and report everything. Slavery is wrong unless you don't like the slaves, then it's 100% right. Oh, and one thing which happens in later chapters is that Lolpip kills an entire town and Homage spins it so that she comes out looking like she's smelling of roses. Yeah. I mean, it's... There is just so fucking much wrong with this thing. I mean, just outside of the initial premise. That, that's, that is one of the reasons this is the dumbest thing ever. It is an awful premise. It is played entirely seriously, which is also especially egregious because Fallout has a sense of humor. Yeah. Fallout, like, has sort of a dark sort of cynicism to it. Yeah, but there's always a spot of light, basically. What the, the really funny part about Fallout Equestria is that it takes that away and tries to actually be darker than, you know, regular Fallout. Yeah, Fallout has a thing where, like, yeah, like, uh, the world sucks, but... 
You know, there's, I mean, I, I'm, I haven't played a whole lot of Fallout, but I do know this. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Fallout Equestria is more like the world used to be great, but then everything went to total shit, and now everyone is getting raped and mutilated and uh, pony rape. And uh, there's actually one scene in that fanfic where, like, a pony gets gang raped by raiders. Yeah. Classy! Yeah, and apparently Fluttershy is telling this part to <laughs> a group of kids. Yeah. So then the raiders converged on the lady pony and began to violently penetrate her. Again, cut to the kids looking with, like, yeah. a, their jaws hanging open, just looking in terror. Yeah. And one of them who was penetrating her actually didn't have a cutie mark yet, and he got his cutie mark. And it was like a giant penis. <laughs> well, actually, that didn't happen, but there were children uh, in that gang rape. And not getting raped, doing the raping. Because, <laughs> you know, classy again. Classy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I, I think we, we are obli- obligated to at least quickly mention the most popular spin off of this. Uh, oh, yeah, Project Horizon. Yeah. You see, this thing has a lot of spin offs, sadly. And Project Horizons is about a pony bitch named. Uh, Blackjack. Yes, Blackjack. Or as her actual name was, Go Fish. <laughs> um, and Black Project Horizons is basically, um, if I could sum it up in in one sentence, it would be this: How could this happen to me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just, it's like you know what, Fallout Equestria, that was good, but you know, what could use more of uh, angsting and brutal rape and murder and the word and the c- word cunt just over and over again. Just <laughs> yeah. Over and over with the word cunt. Yeah, you see, Blackjack has all the most horrible shit to happen to her. Like, first her bones liquefy from radiation, then she gets every cancer known to man, then she loses an eye, then she loses her horn, then she's sick or whatever, then she gets raped, then she gets crucified, and then she dies. And then she's like some sort of cyborg pony. Yeah, and and then there's also some other pony who's like Pony Frank Horrigan, which will only say something to the people who actually played Fallout. Uh, and he is like this huge uh, mechanic pony cyborg, basically, who was made that because he was really stupid, and some girls, as a prank, told him that that one girl who wasn't into him actually was, and if she said she didn't want it, that means she actually wants it, and he was stupid enough to believe that, so she he raped her, basically. <laughs> so I think it's pretty much the first, the first instance of unintentional, where someone is actually too stupid to figure out what rape is. <laughs> so, so basically he rapes her, and as punishment he gets turned into the cyborg, uh, and, and he's like, no, I didn't do anything bad. And then before he gets basically sedated, he screams, can't! And that's pretty much uh, what his defining character trait is after that. Uh, he's like basically incredibly pissed off and shoots everything. He's like, can't, 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 like constantly, like, who's got a favorite word? And yeah, and constantly- I play him. Uh, we're do- uh, Project After is putting on a dramatic... Uh, joke reading of Project Horizon because it is so melodramatic and silly. Exactly. Uh, and Cody here so is, is playing the... Uh, oh, by the way, that guy may be a cyborg, but he still rapes ponies. Yeah. Because apparently he can still do that. He has that one hatch that pops out and we don't even need to go further in that. But uh, yeah, and he's constantly saying kind of, so obviously we thought that Schmecki would be perfect for the part. <laughs> I, I myself am playing one of the uh, absolute number one main characters, which is like this... P21 guy who's like this uh, 
gay pony who is like a breeding slave in that in that one stable where uh, blackjack comes from because you know all men there are basically subjugated by the matriarchy and pretty much used as breeding slaves and then later killed when they had a set amount of children basically and uh yeah this guy was supposed to be killed but blackjack didn't want that well actually she didn't give a shit but uh, he helped her basically and He's actually the the most let's just say the the most tolerable quote unquote character yeah. of the main characters because she, he, he is the least insufferable. Yes, still insufferable. Yeah. but the least insufferable. Yeah. He is still whiny, but at least he's the, pretty much the only one who calls Blackjack on her shit because she's also fucked up, a, uh, you know, lol pip style. I mean, nothing ever comes of it, and there are no consequences that uh, Blackjack basically kills children and other adorable things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, at least he calls her out on her shit. You know, um, amusingly enough, cheating on her girlfriend was actually more egregious to everyone than that she just slaughtered dozens of people. <laughs> like, apparently that's routine already, but cheating? No! Well, you know, this is this is you know fucking internet nerd brony logic. You know, your companion, because you know having one is such a coveted thing to people yeah. like this. So. It's actually kind of interesting. There's this genre in dojinshi which is called I forgot what it's called, but it's basically about uh, even even D hates this. So it's basically like a style of dojinshi where it's like where there's this one girl shown who's in a relationship and then she either gets raped or cheats on the guy, and it's basically supposed to invoke jealousy in the reader, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, huh? Well, I, uh, I don't fucking understand Dojinji, but anyway. Yeah. This so, Project Horizons, I, I'm going to totally pimp this uh, dramatic reading, because the thing is, like, Project Horizons is, is laughably stupid in every way. I mean, it is like Fallout Equestria. Like, Fallout Equestria wasn't ridiculous enough. Yeah. So let's let's have it be written by a fucking Super drama. teenager who listens to a lot of new metal. <laughs> yeah, Linkin Park. I mean, at at one point there's there's a scene where Blackjack is basically like in a funk because she killed children again or some shit, and and she, then she she literally says, and I'm not making this up. I wish I would. She she literally says like, I'm no hero. I'm one of the bad ponies. <laughs> and it's like the bad and and who was, who is it that's playing blackjack? Because someone did a great read of that line. Uh, Joan, I think. Yeah, they go and the bad boy. Oh, it's gonna be great and like you know a lot of goofy ass music playing in yeah. the background. And, and of shit. course, I'm, I'm still I still think for all of my lines as what is his name? Deus the Deus, fucking yeah. Yeah, Who's yeah. What, all of his enough. because he says cunt so much. I think all of his lines should take the song "Country Road." You know, "Country Road, Take Me Home." That song, but just take the cunt in "Country" and just loop it. <laughs> cunt, 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 and just loop it every time he talks. While he's talking, while his dialogue's going on, it cuts out whatever background music was playing, and just cunt, 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 and then it goes back to the silly Ren and Snippy music, whatever they're playing. <sighs> And of course, I'm also playing the evil doctor, red blood or golden blood or whatever. Oh, yeah, isn't he like behind everything yeah. ever? No, uh, no, no like, not that guy. He's I even mean. behind Eisen and Bleach. Yeah. 
No, 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 Golden Blood is someone else. I'm playing this other guy who's also called Blood for some reason, who's like this uh, school doctor. Because there's all these people named Blood in there. <laughs> who's basically Dr. Frankenstein, so obviously I have to play him. Yeah, fucking everybody's named Blood in this, because again, it was like a teenager. Yeah. It's Frankenstein! Yeah, listen, Only fucking... awesome people would get this <laughs> reference. Excellent. It's like fucking. I'm telling you, this the, the author Somber. It gotta be some kid who's like listening to fucking. Not oh, like. Yeah. Not even. Not even Lincoln Park. Just like some. <laughs> AKA simple plan. Oh, or that one song. I hate every single about you. I hate that song. It's probably what he's listening to. It's like. Actually, probably That's what's going no, on during the writing process. Yeah, because he's far too whiny for that. And <laughs> the, the amusing part is Somber actually came to us, basically, when one of our members started mocking this fanfic. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this to deal with my psychological issues. <laughs> Oh. And yeah, and and then the best part is he he left then and he explained that his fans that it would be sad to him it would be emotionally traumatic. No, no, and no. What happened was somber. Surprisingly, was like, hey, where? How can I improve or whatever? It was like oddly <clears throat> civil. Yeah. Um, and like, okay, well, uh, there's a lot you did wrong. Uh, we'll tell you if you want to hear it. And at first things like, okay, uh, well, let's start, let's ease into everything wrong. Here's a couple of things initially. And then it was going good. And it's like, maybe he's growing up, you know, yeah. he stopped listening to the new metal or maybe upgraded <laughs> to some, you know, actual quality new metal because it exists, folks. You know, a it little less I hate metal. everything about you, a little more, you know, seven dust early cell dweller. Uh, or maybe, you know, something. And, and then all of a sudden, he just pops in like, oh, my fans told me not to listen to you because yeah. it will make me sad. And it will make me a better, a worse writer. Yeah, it'll make you a worse writer for having constructive criticism. Of course. It will It will impair his genius. <laughs> yeah, and then one of the fanboy cons actually also came to us. It's like, yeah, I was the one who told him that because you guys all suck. And he only did that because he was butthurt that we didn't like him. Yeah. Uh, that was good, good, good time. Sad, though. Sad, though, because, like, you, you showed promise. Maybe you were a normal human being, despite what the fuck you wrote. You know, maybe it's time for a change, time to grow up. But nope. Nope. <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah. Like, well, gotta listen to more Simple Plan. Yep, gotta go back to my happen mill. to me? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great inspiration for my next chapter. <laughs> Fucking curl up into a ball while my sycophants tell me everything's gonna be okay, and yeah. I actually, listen to um, dulcet actually, tunes of Green Day, because they get it. Yeah, actually, amusingly enough, as pointless as Fallout Equestria was story-wise, Project Horizons is actually far more pointless, because at this point, they've basically got rid of their adversaries, like Deus is dead. And though they're just jerking around in the wasteland. <laughs> and then Blackjack can be emo some more. Oh, and actually, I mean, there's, no, there's no end game. There's no goal. It's just pretty much... Yeah. Oh, and walk, by the way... In walk the, in a straight line and see what comes our way. Yeah. In the wiki, you know, follow the Questra wiki, uh, it says about Deus that his name derives from Deus Ex Machina, 
which is supposed to mean, in their mind, it's supposed to mean God of the machines. It's God in the machine. It's like, oh my god, you fucking dipshits, how could you get that wrong? <laughs> oh, dumbasses. And and it's kind of funny that they would have a character named Deus Ex Machina, because fucking they don't know how to write for shit. Exactly. And Deus by itself just means God by itself. You have to have the Ex Machina to reference Deus Ex Machina, yeah. because otherwise his name's just God. Yeah, you and, and his actual God. name was Doofus. Oh, it's just so fucking... Yeah. The villain that will strike fear into the hearts of protagonists everywhere. Doofus. His brother is just having all kinds of problems with this Gallant guy. <laughs> uh, it's, oh my god, this is like... And this has... These have followings. Yes. And that's one of the re- big reasons we brought this up. This shit has followings. These shit, these pieces of shit are popular, uh, and I think they are an indicative. When we, when we say the Bronies are the worst fandom of all, like I, I, I give the anime fandom a lot of shit, and rightfully should so. But no matter how creepy they get with their body pillows and their weird people at Otakon that really want to tell you about a creepy show, despite the fact you want to hear about it, and you know spells. But despite all that, still, still the Bronies got him beat. And this is an excellent example, because I don't think the anime fandom has an equivalent to this. Yeah. I mean, at least when we, like, on our website, make fun of some shitty anime or whatever, we don't get a legion of fanboys who are trying to convince us that this is the best shit ever with non-arguments or moral relativism. But nope, what do we get when we talk about this fanfic? Immediately, legions of Fallout requests are fanboys who do exactly what I just described. I mean, how one of our own members tried to defend this piece of shit. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll probably link to the, uh, the various projects in the podcast, I think uh, one of the one of the fun things about the Project After community, besides the fact that it is the biggest hub of, like I said, the other side, so to speak, and the it is probably the only f- internet forum where the majority of the members are sane and intelligent, uh, is the the kind of large projects that the group will often take on because it it is revolved around mocking fan fiction, and one of the great things, like the 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 large creepy. Pony fan fictions that we've taken on because bronies have become a popular target on that website and on those forums for obvious reasons. And all the many pony things that we have mocked uh, draw in crowds. Uh, for instance, you mock the uh, huge My Little Pony uh, thing, Friendship is Kinky, uh, the big fetish, creepy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, choose your own adventure, sex story thing. Yeah. And like, had the author of that thing came in there and he was bitching about. Mountain, it being mocked and fucking yeah, and fans of it. Voice, yeah. And the author of, actually. Of friendship is kinky, Meredith. Yeah. You making an account? To yeah. And this thing it. actually has almost a thousand chapters and it has over 1.5 million views. Yeah, so that's. Just, I mean, between this and then like Fallout Equestria, the, the big project we've been doing, and again, I'll link to it yeah. uh, in the description. Uh, the big Fallout Equestria shit. Uh, that had all kinds of people coming in and defending it. Yeah. Um, Amusing Project enough. Horizons. We we didn't we uh, one one of the members of the community started on Project Horizons. Didn't even start actually mocking the fan fiction yet. It was just the goddamn. He did a quick rundown of the characters, basically. 
Yeah, and that married people coming in and throwing a bitch fit. And I can't wait for the fucking reactions when we finally get this dramatic reading up and running. <laughs> yeah, amusingly enough, some something of a connecting theme below, between a lot of the people who bitched at us was this whole relativism thing. Like, see, uh, the author of uh, Basic Friendship is Kinky, where was pretty much arguing for, you know, moral relativism type shit. It's like... Uh, Yeah, sometimes I wonder about the origins of morality and uh, if it's okay to be a pedophile and whatever, you know, that kind of shit. And then some other dipshit who was defending Fallout Equestria was pretty much saying, yeah, well, murder being a bad thing, that's subjective, you can't really say. And And then he was trying to basically say... And then he pretty much said, like, yeah, if you have stuff like Game of Thrones, yeah, you might enjoy this, but uh, if a eight-year-old enjoys My Little Pony more, doesn't that make her opinion just as valid as yours? Because, you know, quality is so subjective. That's all what they do, because because they have literally no other argument. Yeah, I mean, usually when someone says, uh, bring in a moral relativism, that's usually a sign they're into some awful shit. And they ha that is the logic they have used to justify to themselves and to defend themselves against judgment. Yeah. By the way, you I'm, know, I'm who are you? If I'm, someone says, "Who are you to judge?" That should raise some eyebrows. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to interject this right here. Like, the problem is not even with morals being subjective. Like, I myself believe this, for example. But, and this is a big but here. No pun intended. The but here is. Simply, just because morals are subjective doesn't mean that they are arbitrary or that every single consideration is, like, equal. I mean, just because one guy says, oh, murder is cool, that doesn't mean that his opinion is suddenly equal to the opinion that murder isn't cool. Yeah. Like, you're and fucking morons. Yeah, there are some things that are just right and wrong. And, for, for instance, diddling small children, always wrong. Yeah. I don't care how you try to spin it. It is always and will always be wrong. And if you think otherwise, blow your brains out. Yeah. Or genocide, also wrong. Sorry, Hitler fanboys. Yeah. These are the controversial statements that we make that make us so popular. Yeah. Genocide yeah, is way, wrong. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, and we can make and we can uh, do the whole Hitler comparison. And you can't call Godwin's law because one of our uh, podcasters is German. So he can do that all day long. Not to mention, it's like, like N-word privileges. He's got H-word privileges. Yeah. Not to mention, I'm going to say this right now, Godwin's Law is right as of now. I mean, the intention wasn't, was not bad, like stopping people from using exaggerated Hitler comparisons. But Godwin's Law right now is retarded and we get, need to get rid of it immediately. Because what Godwin's Law has become now is basically whenever you make a Hitler analogy, no matter how well it And there are valid analogies. No matter how valid you make a Hitler analogy, you just say Hitler or Nazis or anything, immediately everyone is going to disregard your argument no matter how accurate it is. And that shit needs to stop. Fuck yeah. Godwin. Yeah. And as as far removed as that is as that is from our original topic, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. So, so to base it in summation... I really don't recommend anyone go check out Fallout Equestria. It is so first of all, the chapters are long as balls. I mean, good lord, w one single chapter. It takes like you don't you think it's almost over and you realize you're only a third of the way through. Yeah, fucking purple pros also. Yeah, a lot of purple pros, which is used to extend it. Yeah, even um, more in Project Horizons. 
Yeah. Uh, basically, so, yeah, I would not recommend checking it out. Yeah. If you read this, you will hate the word Eldrick. Yeah. <laughs> El- <laughs> Everything's Eldritch. Everything that that is an Eldritch apple. And it's that's this is pretty it is a pretty Eldritch day. So yeah, uh not uh yeah, don't read it, but we're telling you right now, we've seen it, we've read yeah. it, we've been riffing we've been riffing it. It's fucking ass. It's one of the dumbest things the internet has ever, ever produced. Dumber yeah. than the dumber than the worst and most unfunny abridged series you can think of. This yeah. is worse. It's one of the worst fan fictions I've ever read, and that's saying yeah. something because I've read the worst of them all. Yeah, this is—I mean, this is garbage in a, amongst garbage. The garbage looks at this and says, "Throw that shit away." Yeah. So, so yeah, this is one of the dumbest things the internet has ever produced. It, its spin-offs are super pathetic, and Project Horizons is its own little special brand of sad. Uh, by all means, avoid this all costs, but do check out the upcoming. Uh, Project Horizons dramatic reading, and of course the ongoing riff, mock, whatever you want to call it, of Fallout Equestria, headed up by yours truly and contributed by most of the Project After community. Yeah, including me. Yes, including Max here. So So since we're in it, you know you will love it. Exactly, because, goddammit, we are funny. Yeah, because you like what we tell you to. Yeah. Just Yeah, uh, because if we weren't, you wouldn't have listened this far unless you're one of those retards that just listen, like, listen to a podcast that's an hour and a half long just to be mad at us. <laughs> so, from all of us here... Oh, go ahead. Oh, and there's actually people like that, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. And you know who you are, fellow podcasters. <laughs> so, from all of us here at the other side, I'm Cody Byer. And I'm Max Wader saying, for God's sake, remember, zebras are people too. <laughs> That's right, master. They sure are. No hopes and no dreams. No cares and no fears. No hopes and no dreams. This is Sean Russell, executive producer for Anime3000.com. Now, if you like our programming, you like anime, and you like free things, I have some great news for you. If you leave comments for any of our shows on Anime3000.com, every Friday we'll be picking one of you to be a vault winner. Now, what's a vault winner? We have DVDs, prizes, and other great things from our sponsors that we're giving away. So go to Anime3000.com, listen to A3K Radio every single week, and you could be a winner! I watched Dance in the Vampire Bund. The one vampire has probably the dumbest thing you can have in a vampire castle, which is a system that can put sunlight into any room? Yeah, why would you do that? I'm gonna build, like, a central air conditioning system for my house that only pumps neurotoxin. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, you know, that way in case I find in any, any room... I just like the smell. It has, like, a vanilla yeah. sense to it. It really smells... It always smells like freshly baked cookies whenever I walk in. <laughs> to my neurotoxin. Well, I think this is one of those things where she just constantly wants to have that hair trigger. It's like, you're going to die because I'm going to flood this room with sunlight. It's like, I'm here to deliver a pizza. You need to do your homework, vampire princess. <laughs> so why am I delivering a pizza and giving you advice? <laughs> Here's a tip for you. Stay in school. Room flooded with sunlight! I'm not a vampire. Oh. Boom. Yeah. The Method to Madness podcast with Sean Ryan and Kevin Gray. Found on Anime3000.com. 
The Bonus Round is a great place for future podcasters to get their start. It's also an outlet for current podcasters to get more exposure. The Bonus Round is the easiest podcast you'll ever make. All you need to do is watch some anime and record a review. You leave all that boring editing and posting nonsense to us. So you think you got what it takes to be a part of the bonus round? For more details, email bonusround at anime3000.com. The bonus round on Anime 3000. It's like the f***ing Mickey Mouse Club of anime podcasts. Alright Mike, I'm getting tired of this. I think I've come up with three really good podcast taglines for the show. Alright, let's hear it. Alright, first up. The two guys in my podcast, because it's so epic that it takes two guys to do it. That is fucking retarded. Yeah, I didn't like that one anyway. Okay, how about the second one? It's going to blow you away. All right. All right. The two guys in my podcast, because we're legend, wait for it. How about we don't? Fine. I didn't like that one anyway. Okay, this third one is sure to impress. Uh-huh. All right, the two guys in the my podcast, because it's rock, paper, scissors to the death. Yes, yes, and yes. Nah, I'm not feeling that one either. What? Why? I gave my opinion on what you wanted, and you just trashed it? All right, you know what? To hell with these taglines. The two guys in my podcast was started by two guys. That's us. That love talking about anime, manga, and going to conventions, and they wanted to share their opinion with the masses. We are not here to give you the business. And we are most definitely not here to show you the other side. The two guys in the mic podcast, because we're all... Oh, hold on, Jameer. What? I don't think our podcast has sunk that low where we have to steal a catchphrase from a really crappy wrestler. Man, I like that one, too. The two guys in my podcast, Mondays on Anime3000.com. Rest in peace, headphone users. Who stepped on a duck? Anime3000.com is coming to a convention near you. We want to hear from anime and manga fans and showcase comic book creators, voice actors, and other talented individuals in future episodes of A3K TV. As a future subscriber, you'll also be eligible for weekly giveaways from our sponsors. Be sure to check out Anime3000.com every day for brand new audio and video podcasts. Anime3000.com, the future of anime and manga. Hit your typical get murdered by a serial killer, get resurrected by a cute little necromancer, turn into a zombie magical schoolgirl, fight zombies, wear frilly dresses, fight demons, and wield moe chainsaws. Want more? Then check out Is This a Zombie on DVD, available December 4th. Check out trailers and promo episodes of Is This a Zombie at Funimation.com. <laughs>